Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix, March 1st, 2022. Here, Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, happy to have you with us. Show presented in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Big show today. We'll preview these boys sectional matchups in Region 2, Section 1, and Section 2. We'll have Section 1, number 3, Spring Mills at number 2, Martinsburg, tonight on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. 6.30 pregame, 7 p.m. tip. Nick and I will be on the call We'll keep you updated of the Section 2 game, number 3, Washington at number 2, Musselman, during the contest. At 1230, we'll be joined by head coach of the Shepherd women's basketball team. 23rd victory last night, moving on to the quarterfinal round of the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference Tournament Championships. And uh, we'll talk a little uh, other college action. Um, West Virginia in action tonight as well. Uh, I guess we'll recap the Shepherd men's and women's game a little bit more, preview Wednesday's game. Uh, we'll recap the Caps. Wizards play tonight. Big Tuesday in college basketball and the MLB. Didn't get a deal done, but they've – I think they spent like 15 hours in talks yesterday, and they will keep going today, I believe, until 6 p.m. But let's first talk about the sectional matchups tonight, beginning the sectional tournament. Number two, Martinsburg hosting number three, Spring Mills. Nick, obviously this game is a pretty intriguing one because they split the season series this year, uh, the first game going to Spring Mills, the second game going to Martinsburg. Yeah, unlike unlike the uh, championship. That one. Now there somebody switched the mics around again. I guess it could have been me, but this one was kind of over here. Uh, yeah. And I had some tangle mics over here. But anyway, um, I mean, obviously, these two teams split the regular season. Last time, Martinsburg was able to pull away uh, to beat Spring Mills. The game before that, Spring Mills pulls away to beat Martinsburg. So, you know, this is a um, huge game. I mean, you're in a winner-go-home situation, unlike what we'll have uh, in the championship, where you automatically advance to regions once you get past this round. Uh, whoever loses tonight, their season is over, and both these teams are well-deserving of being in the postseason. I think when you compare the records, obviously Spring Mills has a better record, but Martinsburg has some good wins that are outside the state and so forth. So, and Martinsburg has a uh, pretty good month of February. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little worried about the Bulldogs' recent play uh, just because I, I feel like they haven't really played – how they did during that winning streak when they were playing more as a team and they've kind of gone back to some bad habits recently but um you know spring mills is a good team i think both teams are good it's going to come down to i think how Keyshawn cheek plays tonight if martinsburg can kind of take him away that like they did in the last game uh that limits spring mills offense a lot and would probably lead to a bulldog win but if cheek is playing you know the way he's capable of and still able to attack the defense and probably get close to 20 points, then it really could go either way and we'll just come down to who plays better down the stretch. Uh, but I expect it to be a close game. I mean, this is the playoffs is a big moment 
how did these freshmen too respond for spring mills because this is new territory for them both teams going six and five in the month of february so uh martinsburg losing uh two games back to back or excuse me spring mill or well now three games back to back for martinsburg two four two five two nine uh, and then losing to Jefferson 215 and then losing this past Friday to Wheeling Park. Spring Mills losing uh, 2-4 against Hedgesville. That game we had on TV 10, it was a 32-27 victory for Hedgesville. Then they lost back-to-back to Jefferson and then to this Martinsburg team on the 8th and 11th of February. And then uh, losing to University 40 by 30 points, 77-47, to and then losing to Jefferson 65 to 51 on the 23rd so both teams are at about the same rate in february uh it's just spring mills got off to a really good start martinsburg didn't yeah i i wonder how coach samples feels about this three seed uh that would definitely be one of my questions during the pregame show i mean obviously he would have had to play martinsburg either way but you want that home court and, and did does he feel like spring mills kind of got the short end there getting the three seat i think that would be an interesting thing to hear from him but um because you could definitely make the argument either way i mean both teams were five and five in the epac but spring mills had the better overall record at 14 and 8 martinsburg 10 and 11 I, again I, I think it's gonna be a really good game tonight so that's what i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to uh tonight's game as well it's uh has a lot of intrigue around it i think the uh field house is going to be packed there at martinsburg high school so it'll be interesting to see how spring mills's uh youth deals with a ruckus uh atmosphere i think cheek's gonna be focused tonight and locked in i think uh them getting the three seed as uh nick just said kind of just adds a little fuel to the fire and i think that cheek's gonna have a great game tonight will it be enough that i'm still unsure about i, I still give more of an edge to spring mills just from what we've seen from both of these teams, I see more positives out of this Spring Mills team and for Spring compared Mills, to Martinsburg's negatives that we've seen. Looking back to the 2021 Class Quad A Boys Hoop Sectionals, uh, Spring Mills, I, I based upon what I'm seeing here, the notes from uh, Matt Miller, has uh, Spring Mills in the Section 1 semifinal last year against Hedgesville. That was canceled and Hedgesville moved on. So I'm going to make the assumption this point last year, well, I guess not this point, it was a little further into the calendar year, uh, Spring Mills had some COVID issues heading into the sectional tournament, which is why that game had to be canceled. Hedgesville moved on. So they didn't get a chance to play in the section semifinal last year. So not that they have a lot of players that were on the team, but still not being able to play in it because of COVID doesn't help you kind of probably coaching staff wise will add fuel to the fire yeah last year's spring mills team though only won two games so i don't know how likely it would have been that they would have knocked off hedges i mean obviously they wanted to play in that sectional but i don't know if that adds anything to it especially if it being a brand new team and uh looking back at the section results from last year obviously mentioned spring mills hedgesville that game postponed Jefferson, Washington. Jefferson got the 70-57 to 57 victory over Washington there in the Section 2 semifinal. Then in the Section Finals, Hedgesville falls to Martinsburg. Martinsburg with the number one seed last year, 64-47. to 47. And then the other one had 
an upset, I guess you'd say. Number one, muscle Musselman falling to Jefferson, 67-53. And then in the region final last year, uh, Martinsburg defeated Musselman 53-51 in overtime. Jefferson defeated Hedgesville 61-45. Both of those teams qualified for the state tournament last year. Uh, so obviously it's uh, set to be another good sectional tournament. Yeah, it should be great. I mean, obviously uh, Jefferson appears to be you know pretty much a lock to go to states, but who's going to get that other spot? And anything could happen. Uh, we've seen Musselman play Jefferson close. So if Musselman's able to win tonight against Washington and, uh, you know, force that matchup with Jefferson, could they potentially knock them off? But either way, I mean, Jefferson would already secure the spot to take on either Barnesburg, Hedgesville, or Spring Mills, which they've beaten all those teams twice. So it, it'll be interesting um, to see, especially on this side, how things play out. I mean, we got a lot of good teams in the EPAC this year. And, uh, you know, besides the two outliers and Jefferson being the top team and Washington being toward the bottom, even Washington's played better as of late. So you can't count them out tonight either against Boston. I've got a stat for you. Uh, it appears the so if Martinsburg were to fall tonight, it would end their first losing season. They'd be ten and twelve on the season. Uh, their first losing season since ninety five when they went twelve and fourteen, but they made it to the state semifinals. So that team had to have the end of a season like this one where you started in the month of January, didn't even know if they would even be close to 500 like we were talking about the last couple weeks. They made it to the state semifinals and uh, finished the regular season or finished the season there at 12 and 14. So that would be their first losing season since 95, according to these records from Matt Miller here. And uh, their first double-digit losing season uh, since 95, according to this as well. They had they went fourteen and eight in two thousand eleven, and seventeen and nine in twenty seventeen. Uh, state quarterfinal loss there in twenty seventeen. But this Martinsburg team, obviously, as we know, historically very good. We'll see. I, I've been saying these games between Spring Mills Martinsburg. We thought the first one that Spring Mills won might have been the uh, changing of the guard when it came to sectional. Uh, supremacy then martinsburg was able to come back they finally were playing good basketball got the win at home that next time around and they're they're at home again tonight so you feel like that martinsburg should have the advantage but when you look at the last two games martinsburg had the wheeling park loss they kind of let it slip out of their hands and then against broadford and christian yeah it was a win but that first half was borderline really abysmal. the whole game it, it was, it was sloppy I, I don't know if you really blame the team because there were somewhat different lineups in there i, I don't know what martinsburg team we're going to see tonight we're getting some uh some fan guests tonight on the on the predictions on the game david wood a known hedgesville fan predicts that it'll be a rematch there or another you'll get another rematch uh, between teams that split on the season, he predicts Martinsburg to win over Spring Mills fifty-two to forty-five tonight. So 
some predictions rolling in. If you got a prediction, go over to Facebook on TV10 on the live stream and comment yours as well. Uh, but it's going to be a good week here for sectional play. Uh, I know uh, that those sectional championships on Friday are going to be uh, pretty entertaining. I'd like to see maybe Musselman contend, or if Musselman were to win tonight, contend more with Jefferson than any team's really had all season. I'm just going to say, if uh, David Wood's prediction's correct there that Martinsburg uh, advances to play Hedgesville Friday, make sure to get there early Friday. That's going to be standing room only at Hedgesville. Yeah, that's right. They'll be all up in the bleachers up top. Uh, but obviously, should be a good week here in sectional action. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. We come back. We'll uh, talk some college hoops action, WVU in action tonight, and uh, we'll recap Shepard from last night before at 1230. We'll be joined by head coach of the Shepard women's basketball team, Jenna Eckleberry. That's next. After this two-minute break, we'll talk some college hoops. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! A DUI arrest can have a devastating impact on one's life, your job, your driver's license, and in some cases, your very freedom. My name is Harley Wagner. I own and operate West Virginia's only exclusive DUI defense firm. Since 1999, I've been representing citizens throughout the Eastern Panhandle and state of West Virginia charged with DUI. Let my years of training and experience work for you. The initial consultation is free at the Wagner Law Firm in Martinsburg. Phone 304-901-7400 or online at WestVirginiaDUILawyers.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM on the FM dial, AM 740 on the AM dial. 
uh, on TV10, Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson County. Says, well, streaming live on the TV10 Facebook. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things here on the TV10 side. And uh, something you'll hear tonight on Talk Radio WRNR, starting at 6 p.m. with the pregame show, the West Virginia Mountaineers at the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, regular season records flipped. West Virginia 14 and 15 on the season, Oklahoma 15 and 14 on the season. Uh, the bottom two there in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, we'll have our resident WVU fan here, Colin, kind of give his opinion on tonight's game. I just want the season over with. I haven't really been following in that much. It, it'd be nice to get a win, put you back at uh, 500, better your seating come the uh, Big 12 tournament, but I, I don't have much trust or faith in this team anymore this season to really do anything it seems like all hope is lost as a fan base as a team it seems like they've given up they just keep finding these ways to lose I mean you'd always as a fan hope that they can win start getting some momentum come the big 12 tournament but when you got teams like Kansas Baylor Texas Tech in your conference the chances of you winning as an eighth or ninth seed is very unlikely. Yeah, it definitely is. But, I mean, hopefully they can end the six-game losing skid tonight. That'd be nice, but you it's end on the, the road again. And it they've is. struggled all year on the road. This is a weird Oklahoma team, too. I mean, some close games against Texas and Kansas earlier. Both games were two-point losses for the Sooners. Uh, coming off of an overtime win over Oklahoma State. So while they are, you know, toward the bottom of the Big 12, you know, they, they've proven to be a, a solid team. And I think West Virginia has had a few moments. So it should be a close game. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't really know if I give either team an edge. I, I think Oklahoma won earlier, right, this year? Yeah, Oklahoma played. at the Coliseum, I believe, killed them. West Virginia, I think I heard on the Mountaineer report, only shot 37%. So I'd probably give the edge to Oklahoma being at home and and coming off of a win over Oklahoma State, and obviously have had some uh, close games against some ranked teams this year. But, again, WVU's coming off of a close loss to Texas and had a winnable game uh, the game before that. The two losses that WVU just had were both by two points, or two points total, one each. Yeah, so they're definitely no. a uh, they they lost it by two to no, Texas. Iowa State. It was a three point loss. Yeah. I think so. They um, lost by like five. To it should have points. been a one, but they were free throws at the end. But um, what was I going to say there? What were you? No, I can't say? remember. Sorry. All right. Well, let's <laughs> okay. now move over to Shepherd Hoops. Shepherd men fall to Westchester last night in the PSAC tournament. Uh, Kyle Daggett in his final game led the way for the Rams with twenty one point seven rebounds. He was seven for seven from the foul line. Uh, Shepard just could not win, fell 88-79. to 79. Um, It was close at the half. It was a one point. They were down 1.43-42 or 42-41. They led most of the first half. Yeah, they were down 42-41 at halftime. They uh, just gave up 46 there in the second half, only could score 38. I was watching it at home. They just really seemed like we're struggling defensively and – Towards the end as well, it seemed like Daggett was just non-existent in the offense. I think they went, it was tied at 72 apiece, and then 
Westchester went on a 10-0 run or something like that, and three and a half minutes of not making a field goal for Shepard. Yeah, and Shepard falls to 12 and 17 overall, 7 and 13. Sorry for stealing the conference. your there, Avery. Uh, seven and thirteen in the conference, but moving over to women's here, we'll kind of recap just a little bit, and then we'll take a break, and we'll be joined by head coach uh, Jenna Eckleberry. They so the Shepherd men's season obviously comes to an end there in the first round of the tournament. Shepherd women though, uh, they upend Westchester on the women's side, score twenty points there in the second quarter, kind of the catalyst in that whole thirty-two point first half. Really, the uh, catalyst when it comes to uh, Abby Beeman scoring there. They win sixty-one fifty-one. 23rd victory of the season that's second most in program history behind the 20 the 2007-2008 team that won 24 games um abby beeman didn't lead the way she had 14.7 assists and seven and six rebounds but definitely had a lot to do with the victory especially that 8-0 run or 9-0 run there to end the first quarter or 8-0 run to end the first quarter. Sydney Clayton, though, back-to-back 25-plus point performances, had 26 to 60 points now in the last two ball games. really the catalyst in this one. Anybody just want to take it on? 11th double-double. She yeah. is the all-star on this team, it seems like, right now. And uh, maybe it'll help them sneak into regionals because they were the only uh, top-seeded team to get a win last night on the women's side of things there in the uh, – bracket which was surprising i didn't expect uh i think Lockhaven won by 30 against shippensburg there were some upsets we'll have to talk to yeah, coach eckleberry about the upsets crazy there. crazy for yeah Shepard. i think they were the only I mean, home team to win right they were that's what i just said the yeah. only top seed to win i mean that's this just crazy to me and it might help yeah sneak into regionals i don't know it doesn't help because since all the other top seeds had buys you still play a tough seed this time tomorrow yeah, uh, but we'll be joined on the other side of this break by head coach Jenna Eckberry. We'll break some things down with her, and uh, we'll talk more about this victory on the other side of this break. Segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just a appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. We'll be back after this two-minute break. Joined by head coach of the Shepherd women's basketball team, Jenna Eckleberry. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Hi, Kresha Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is veteran-owned and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care, Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist, Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management, Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia, Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics, and Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine, WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. No good. Rebounded by Clayton. Clayton out of Smith. Under three seconds. And Shepard is going to advance to the second round of the PSAC tournament with a 61-51 win over Westchester here at the Butcher Center. And now their 23rd win of the season, second most all-time in program history. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. We're now joined on the phone by the head coach of that Shepherd women's basketball team, head coach Jenna Eckleberry. How are you doing, how are you doing today, Coach Eckleberry? Great. How about yourself? We're doing great. Obviously, a big win for you guys last night, 61-51. And uh, it just seemed like some things were able to connect with each other when it came to little runs that you, that your t- members on your team had. It kind of started with Beeman there at the end of the first quarter, and then it seemed like towards the end of the game, Sydney Clayton was just unstoppable. Yeah, it's great. It's great to know that at any point, anybody on your team that's out there can go on and run themselves. Uh, we have great players. We're well-balanced, and it's really hard to defend our team when we have so many different options. And, Coach, one thing that also stood out was your defense. You held Westchester to just 33% uh, shooting for the game, and in particular just shut down Leah Johnson, uh, their best player, to 5 of 19 shooting. What do you credit that to? Hard work, um, you know, and just understanding that every possession uh, counts. It's going to be a one-possession game from here on out, and you can't make, you can't let up on the defensive end, and you got to just – stick to the game plan and buy in and understand personnel and what we're trying to do on the game plan on the defensive end. I thought it was huge in the first quarter. Uh, we got kind of got off to a slow start offensively. You know, I was very pleased with the, the looks that we were getting. We were just missing easy shots. We kept we missed like three straight wide open layups. And it can be demoralizing when we go down to the um, other end on defense and you know, give up layups and shots down there. But our defense kept us in the game, and we held them to, like, six points in the first three minutes or seven minutes of the first quarter um, when we couldn't score. So that was just huge. And um, it's just a testament of the girls and their work ethic and buying in and getting down and getting the stops. Coach Eckleberry, Colin McLaughlin here. Congrats on the win. Sydney Clayton recorded her 11th double-double last night of the season she has over 1,500 points in her career, second all-time for your program in scoring. What's it like just having somebody like her in your program? Oh, she is so special. Um, and she just amazes me every single day. She went through a little uh, – um, I wasn't playing bad, 
that's not the right words, but she just wasn't being aggressive. She wasn't being herself there for a couple games in the middle of the season. So it's very good to see her back and being aggressive. You know, it's really saying something about how she is as a player when, you know, most of the time the leading scorers, um, especially at Shepard, are guards. Um, except since I've been here because the guards always have the ball in their hands. But Clayton is just a triple threat. She has a great shot. She is so quick and athletic that she can rip around and go by someone on the perimeter, and then she can play with her back to the basket. Um, so it's just huge. But she's a great person. She's been so much for this program, and I appreciate everything that she's done. Hey, Coach. Abby Beeman, let's talk about her now. She had 14 points, seven assists, and six rebounds in the win last night. Rebounding from one of her poor performances of the season on the road against Mansfield, how does last night's game kind of prove to you how she's a bounce-back player who can bounce back after having a poor game and then having one of the um, another good game for her on the season? Yeah, I mean, Abby, Abby is a special player as well. And, you know, I, I didn't have a – any doubt in my mind she was going to bounce back um not just that's just the competitor in her but you know she's just too good of a player to have two bad games in a row and I think that just speaks of how good she really is because if she goes out and has a game like she did on Saturday a lot of players will be in their head or you know kind of not pout around or whatever but she just she just is such a competitor she wants it for herself she wants it for her teammates and she knew that she had to go out there and perform like she always does in, um, in a playoff game. And just kind of to follow up on that, obviously for her it's disappointing not to be the leading scorer on the team or, you know, into double figures. But had, she had 10 assists on Saturday. And obviously, you know, for her, as I just mentioned, she's not going to be happy about not scoring in double figures. But just being able to compete on the team or, you know, put something some way on the team and then added that last night was seven assists as well. Yeah, she, she just gets our offense going. She always has the ball in her hands. And, you know, that's what I try to tell her. She doesn't know how valuable she really is. Like, look at she had 10 assists on Saturday, and she scored two points, and we won the game. Um, so it, it is hard because she is used to scoring the ball. But I don't think she's more – she was more worried and upset about herself um, and how she's been shooting more so than she only had two points because she just feels like she let the team down. But she impacts the game – in so many different ways than just scoring the ball. Coach, your team will travel to Bloomsburg, a team that the last time you guys played lost to by 11. Uh, What are some challenges that they present, and what will you guys have to do to get that win? They play a big lineup. Um, Their guards are big, and they switch everything on defense, and they front the low post. So it's a kind of a defense that we haven't seen much of all year, um, except when we played them. Uh, but we know we know what we're going to get, and they know what they're going to get from us. And at this point, it's tournament time, and who can put together four straight, you know, games together to see who can win the conference championship and cut down the nets. But um, you know, at some point, players have to make plays. We know the game plan. We know we know what um, they're going to do. Like I said, and they know what we're going to do. So now it's time for the players to step up and who makes more plays. And you know, I think that we have the team that is going to prevail in that. Um, I think we're ready to go. And uh, Bloomsburg is a very, very good defensive team. Um, They try extremely hard. Um, And they have not – I do not believe they have lost a game at home. They're a much better team at home than they are on the road. So 
Uh, we definitely have some challenges ahead of us, but uh, we're definitely going to show up tomorrow night at 6 and see what we can do. And if your team gets a win tomorrow against Bloomsburg, you would tie the season uh, wins record for women's basketball program there at Shepard. Right now it's 24 wins. You guys are at 23. So if you get the win, how awesome would that be to be at 24 and uh, have a team this year basically considered an all-time uh, great? I mean, yeah, that that's huge. You know, I just don't think any, any of them or myself and the team is really thinking about that record. Um, we, we want to cut down nets. We want to win a championship. We want to make the NCAA tournament and we know that a win sets us up for both of those goals. Um, but it, it is kind of special to know at the end of the year, we'll look back and say, man, we, we, if we get this win or get to 24 wins, you know, we had the best, one of the best teams in, you know, Shepherd women's bas- basketball history, but that's something that we can look back on at the end of the year and all that. But that's that's something that we can just see if it comes and go from there. But we're definitely looking for a champ- championship uh, run here in the tournament. Coach, your team was the only home team to win last night in the PSAC tournament. Uh, you saw around the tournament there were a lot of upsets by lower-seeded teams and teams on the road. What does that say about this conference this year and how many good teams there are and the competition that uh, is is around in this conference? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, we've, we've said how uh, great this conference is. For I've been saying it for a long, long time, even when I was in the Mountain East. You know, the PSAC has always been one of the top two conferences in the country. Um, it also says a lot about, you know, when you play a team three three times in a regular se- or in a season and, you know, a good team's like that, that, you know, anything can happen. It's definitely the case. This is why March Madness is so crazy and awesome because you see upsets happen. And, you know, like I said, it's, any team can get hot in a, um, you know, three, four game series. So, um, when you look at the overall picture of the whole conference season, when you play 28 games, like, you know, it's pretty special to have a good record and be top of the conference like that because you're doing it over the whole long run of the season. So um, I wasn't surprised. I'm hoping that we can definitely be one of those road teams that win tomorrow night. Coach, final question here. You've uh, fell both times this season to Bloomsburg. What is your team going to have to do to be on the winning side last night and, or tomorrow night and uh, get the upset? We got to make shots. Last time we played them, we shot terrible. I think we were below 20%. It was, like, unheard of. Um, you know, we got to stay, stay true to ourselves on the defensive end. You know, defense wins championships. You look at Cutstown and Cal, the winners of each side of the PSAC, they led the – led the conference in defense so um we definitely are going to rely on our defense tomorrow and rely on um our team to get out and transition to run and force the matchups that we want on the offensive end and stay patient uh with them switching everything they're going to have some kind of matchup that we like so we'll force the switch go to the matchup that we want and um you know like i said make plays um but it's going to be a dog fight you know they're they're um hoping to get into the regional tournament as well and this is going to be a big game so uh it's not going to be easy but like i said we're up for the challenge all right thanks for joining us coach best of luck hope we're talking soon all right thank you very much
That was head coach of the Shepherd women's basketball team, Jenna Eckleberry, bringing you guys back in the conversation here. We kind of talked about it. We've talked about it off air a little bit with Avery, too. Obviously, right now, Shepherd is in the regional poll, uh, but you kind of probably got to get tomorrow night's win to really have a shot, a shot at the region tournament. Yeah, that'd be a quality win over a team that's beaten you twice and would also put you as a top four team uh, in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. So that's you know a good enough resume, I would think, to go dancing. But we will have to see. I feel like the win tomorrow would guarantee you a spot. Even if you lose, I think that There's what they've done this season should put them in. However, it might be a uh, seed that you don't want to be to have to face a team like Glenville. And yeah, well, if that was the case, it might not even be fun to be in that tournament. Double check I, I don't know. things here. Uh, while we talk about the Atlantic Region poll, uh, let me pull up the bracket here again. I had X'd out of it. All right, so we know last night Seton Hill, number three there in the West, fell to pit Johnstown. If you're looking at the Atlantic region rankings, Seton Hill ranked seventh. So if Shepard were to lose to Bloomsburg, Bloomsburg ranked eighth, Shepard ranked fourth. I don't know. You have a little bit more of a leeway there if you're if the team ranked behind you falls out in the first round to a team not even ranked. So there is still Wait, a possibility. So ahead of Bloomsburg in the rankings or this is the Atlantic Region rankings through February 20th, so they haven't updated it. I don't gotcha. think they'll update it until the, the tournaments, are tournaments are over and they actually have the the It might be fine settings. then, even if they lose. Yeah, because, I mean, I think an early exit in the tournament there does not help you at all. Like, I think Seton Hill is... maybe. Yeah, I feel like Seton Hill probably just buried their own grave yesterday. Shippensburg, if they were even close in the running probably did so because they lost by 30 to lock haven and who was the other upset iup right uh the other upset was edinsboro beating indiana pennsylvania indiana pennsylvania is in fact ranked at six so sixth and seven lose there in the first round of the PSAC tournament so a lot of moving parts here on this region poll that again has not been updated uh, for about, I guess, since last Sunday, or I guess they announced it last Monday. But, I mean, the last region poll is kind of a, what you see a lot of teams base everything on. But, you know, just the fear fact that Indiana, Pennsylvania lost as well. Uh, so the top team, obviously, Glenville still undefeated. Well, I don't know if they're still undefeated. They were undefeated as of the 20th. I'll have to look into that. Uh, and then Cutstown at number two, Cal UPA at number three, Shepard number four, Gannon number five, six and seven, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and Seton Hill, Bloomsburg eight, West Virginia State number nine, and Lincoln, Pennsylvania at number 10. Um, and what is it, the top eight make it? I do not know. I'm, it might be the top 10. I, like, I don't know why they'd put a poll out if it's not the top 10. I don't know. Just to see who's the next two closest teams. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. it is a top eight. Let look. me look that up. I have to look that up here. I am not too certain. Avery? Avery, do you know anything about that? I think it's I think it's eight. I think it's the, the eight, uh, the top eight teams. So it's, I think Nick is probably right that they they 
put the last two teams in there because there's to give a chance them hope and then to crush first them two like out. Yeah, just to you know see if one of the other teams in the top eight loses and drops out of the picture, then one of those other two teams could kind of you know find their way in. But yeah, I think yesterday really helped Shepard because of all the other upsets and then obviously the win as well. But yeah, it helps. Y- you beat Bloomsburg. I-, I think you're guaranteed in. Yeah. But it also Which helps means even with a loss against a higher seed, unless we see even more upsets, that chance of that 25th win might be likely. Well, yeah. something also to uh, look forward to. Well, the, okay, so this is wrong. Well, I don't know. Um, the championship game is at the site, according to Division Two College Basketball or NCAA.com, uh, looking, trying to track the NCAA Division Two Women's Basketball Tournament. The PSAC championship is at the championship site is at the highest remaining Western Division seed. So Shepard couldn't even host. Even unless hmm. unless you have because the way that they set up this bracket is it's in the semifinals, it's East versus West, East versus West. So if two East teams come out of it, I don't know how I, that I would work. Know. But again, in order for Shepard to host and the East came out of it, uh, it would have to be Lockhaven upsetting Cutstown. And then Cutstown, or Lockhaven upsetting uh, Pitt, Johnstown, or Gannon on that side. And then they would obviously have to be Bloomsburg. So a lot, there's a lot going on there. Uh, but we have reached the final break of the day here on the sports mix. Oh, there we Get go. Over there? My fault. It's wanted to play a video on NCAA.com. I don't know why I wanted to do that. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We come back on the other side of this break. We'll, uh, we'll wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Talk some caps, talk some wizards, and maybe talk some MLB as the deadline's been extended. That's next after this final two-minute break of the show. Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. 
Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your March 1st, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Boy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side, also hanging out with you today here on the Sports Mix. We'll uh, talk some uh, local or I guess some regional teams here in the NHL and MLB or not MLB. We're going to talk about the lockout here when we have time here remaining. We'll talk about the NBA tonight as well. Uh, Caps fall yet again. They fall this time five to three to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the game wasn't as bad as it appears with a five, three, uh, five, three loss. It was a, it was three, nothing after the opening period, but Tom Wilson, uh, would score two goals, one in the second, one in the third, to make it three to two, and then uh, the Caps would, I believe, give up two more goals. They'd give one with four minutes left, uh, or no, it, it wouldn't be. The Caps scored one in the first, so then it was three to one after the first. Excuse me, that was Connor Sherry, the lone goal there. Then it was three to two after the second. Tom Wilson's one goal. Tom Wilson then tied it up, shorthanded there in the third period to even things up at three. Uh, but they would give up the the ultimate game winning goal with less than four minutes left, and then a empty net attempt made it five to three. Uh, the Caps stayed home to host the Hurricanes Thursday at Capital One Arena, uh, seven p.m. Game 645 broadcast. I believe we'll have that game. No, we will not. We have sectional play. Never mind. Thursday? Thursday, we have sectional Thursday, play. we got the Huggins show. There's no Huggins show this week. They moved it to next week. Well, there's no sectional play Thursday. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's I don't Friday. know. I'll have to look at the schedule uh, to double check here. But obviously, caps fall again, and then they got the red hot hurricanes Why is coming there up. no Huggins show? Because they're switching it to Monday because next week is the tournament. Okay. I believe. I'll have to double-check the schedule on that, too. Um, but the Caps fall again last night. The Hurricanes coming up there red hot. It's going to be a tough one now for the Caps to get out of this, but they just seem to be still in this slump. Three-game skid now. It seems this slump that started in January is still here in March. Really. I don't know what's going on with this team. I think uh, they, they also back, can't win at home. That was going to be nice. Yeah, they are awful at home. What is it now? Twelve and eleven, I think, or something like yeah. that. Not including your ties that hockey keeps track of. That I don't keep overtime track of. losses. Yeah, not ties. You get one Whatever point for an overtime regulation loss. tie. Overtime loss. Yeah. So it was tied yeah, at it, one point. I don't know what's going on with this team. I don't either. I've uh, they're old. 
they're showing their age. They're really showing their age. That, they need a goalkeeper. They need the goalkeeper. Uh, they need trade defense. deadline. When is the NHL? It's got to be coming up really uh, fast. March 20-something. March 21st. There you go. Nick knows that he's not even a big hockey fan. I remember Andrew Gillis mentioned. There you go. Uh, we'll have to get him on at the trade deadline as well if the Caps make a move. Uh, but they need to for a goalie. Yeah, they need a goalie. Maybe you bring the guy that brought it all home for the Caps. Maybe you bring Braden Holpe back. I don't know. Is Dallas looking to actually trade him? I don't know. I mean, and that's what just would a possibility. You give to Dallas in Ovechkin. return. Redskins not leaving Washington. They might. No. All right, let's talk about another team now yeah. in D.C. We can debate the trade deadline all we want, but we've got 20 days until that, so we can do that coming up. You know, we can do that the day before the day deadline or at the deadline. Uh, let's talk some NBA as the Wizards at home tonight facing the Detroit Pistons, a team that is worse than them. They are they are in fact favored in this ball game tonight. Who knows if they'll win? But uh, no, Chris Taps Porzingis again. He has been ruled out for Tuesday's game. Boo. Yeah, I mean boycott until Porzingis. I don't know. That's really the only thing to be super excited about, and he's not playing. I think Detroit got a win though the other day. Didn't they beat somebody? Let's see. I'll double check right now. I don't know. Uh, they did. They beat the Hornets 127 126. And then they're 2 and 1 they in their last the three. The Celtics. Yeah, they lost 113 104. But then last Thursday, the 20, or I guess that's over. That was. But they beat the Celtics like the week before that. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, they did beat the Celtics 112 111. Then the day after that, right before the All Star break, uh, they beat the Cavs as well, 106-103. So, uh, it's still a little bit better. Game. Since their last it loss to the Wizards, game, they are 3-1. Yeah. and one. So, playing a little bit better, you are right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd give the Wizards a slight edge playing at home, but also have dropped two in a row to begin this uh, stretch after the All-Star break. Um, but I think Washington has the better team. But it, it could definitely be closer – it seems like Detroit's getting a little bit better with Cade Cunningham leading the way there. Um, but in terms of Washington, like, trying to make a playoff run, I mean, these next three games are all very winnable against Detroit. Atlanta's played better as of late but still has a losing record. And the Pacers are bad this year as well. So, you know, if the Wizards are trying to make the playoffs, they got to take care of business in these next few games, especially uh, the Hawks with a – two-game lead on Washington right now. Um, so that's kind of some of the intrigue in terms of them trying to make a run toward the playoffs if that's what they're trying to do, which I would think they are since they went out and got Porzingis, even though Porzingis isn't going to play. Played. He hasn't he played. Play. 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 But I feel like that if was a move. Plays. Hey, what if he doesn't play the rest of the year? That could be like the worst trade ever done. I mean, he still has his contract for the next. Yeah, I don't know years. if it'll be the worst. Right, but trade I mean, ever he's done. probably going to get hurt again at some point over the next. They're over there telling I mean, me about his injury history, like every day. It feels like everybody's because that's hurt all there really point. is to talk about when it comes to Porzingis. I mean, the man has you know an ACL tear that cost him a whole season. Whoa, he missed whoa. a lot of last year with Dallas. He's, he's missed the most unicorn. Of this year. You yeah. talk about that? Yeah, it's a unicorn because it's rare when he ever sees the court. That's why. <laughs> Look, you never see a unicorn because uh, they're not real. So, as far as I Then I'm you're right. never going to see Porzingis on the court. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, All right. He used to be like the most popular player in the NBA, and people were saying he was like the next great thing. It's so. the Nets, man. They just get crazy for a couple weeks with the these Knicks. guys. Nets, Nets, and irrelevant teams. All right. Well, as the we Nets get ready to, as we wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix, and we talked yesterday that the MLB had the deadline of yesterday to it's coming back today. They said they had the deadline of yesterday. They talked for like 15 hours or some something stupid yesterday. They make progress. The MLB and the PA moved the deadline to agree to new CBA by 5 p.m. today. So we'll see if they try to move that again as they're in talks right now. They said they started talking again at 11 a.m. So I don't know if that actually started at 11 a.m. You might as well move that deadline again. Yeah, you're probably going to move it again. And the next week. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Shepard Women's Basketball Head Coach Jen Ackleberry for coming on. Tune in tonight, 6.30 p.m. TV 10 WRNR TV on YouTube as number three or number two Martinsburg host number three Spring Mills in the regional section one tournament. For Nick, Colin, Avery, I'm Spencer Dupuis saying so long.